Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Hey, everyone. Welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm Sean Duffy along with my co-host for the podcast, my partner in life and my wife, Rachel Campos Duffy. Well, it's so good to be back, Sean, at our kitchen table with all of our listeners. And today we have a story that is just incredible. And you and I have been on it since we heard the news broke. And of course, that is the FBI raiding the home of a pro-life activist. Guns blazing, kids there. We're lucky enough um, that we got the attorney for Mark Hauk and his attorney's name is Peter Breen, and we are so grateful to have you on the podcast. Peter, welcome to The Kitchen Table. Great to be here. Thanks, guys. Peter, just to let you know up front, we, we, we always comment about how we love to have people actually with us together at our kitchen table. But just so you know, both Rachel and I are like so sick right now. Yeah, you don't want, you you don't want like us we, to hack on you. So yeah. you are blessed as to we are to not virtual to, kitchen to be virtual today. with us. We're both so sick and we're, we sound a little nasally and that's why, but we, even though we're sick, we had to have you on because we think this is a new, you know, this is next level stuff. Uh, we were shocked by the Marlago raid. We were all this stuff going on, uh, but this is next level. So why don't you just, if you don't mind, just lay out for us what happened. Okay. And, and so it starts Back in October of 2021, altercation on the sidewalk uh, between Mark Houck and uh, an abortion escort. Now, long-term history, both of them had been out there for years. So this was not, these are not people that are unfamiliar. Uh, the abortion escort had approached Mark's 12-year-old son who was with him and was harassing him. Mark defended his son. Well, and and some of the words, uh, you know, I, I want to be a little careful about what I can say or not say. It it was certainly the sort of thing that you would not want uh, an a seventy-two-year-old man coming up to your twelve-year-old son and saying while you're there. And so it's it's and some of the words I, I've heard reported, uh, you know, I can't say on a family radio program. Um, so we we just, but again, it was it was the sort of thing, you know, it was uh, well away. From the entrance to the abortion facility, there were no uh, patrons of either the abortion facility or the the crisis pregnancy center across the street, uh, and so it was a a targeted harassment by the uh, by the alleged victim. So we we have said very clearly whatever happened here, and there was you know there was a, a physical touching, but whatever happened here, uh, the alleged victim was the aggressor, and so in that case, uh, it is uh, at worst a local matter. And the local DA in Philadelphia, the 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 alleged victim, 
tried to get the local DA to prosecute. They declined to prosecute. Uh, then he filed a private criminal complaint, which is uh, uh, the only uh, only some states allow that, but that's where a private person can actually initiate a complaint. Uh, that that case was eventually thrown out of court because the alleged victim did not show up uh, to his hearings. Uh, and the DA, process. by the way, was a George Soros like aligned DA. Aligned right. DA. So this like Krasner and, it's not and like you had some right? pro-life DA helping you out here. Right. So what, I was in Philadelphia on, on Tuesday and you know, really you know, meeting the family and talking with everybody. And I realized that, yeah, this this is Krasner, who is one of uh, the, the big uh, Soros, you know, multi-million dollar DAs. So, yeah, no friend of pro-life, certainly. Uh, and so if he declined, to, you know, his office declined to prosecute. Clearly, they, they're, they're looking at it going, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. You know, 99.9 percent of the time outside of the nation's abortion clinics, uh, you know, there's there's no incidents, but occasionally uh, you'll have a little, you know, little interaction because folks get into each other's personal space. This happens. It's if it is a crime, the local folks deal with it here. Case was thrown out. Certainly under no circumstances was a federal offense uh, even should it have even been contemplated here. Uh, so but, Peter, yeah. I didn't mean mean to interrupt you. Just so I understand the facts and kind of where people were, you you have you have your client and his son at the at the clinic. They were they were they were they were they chanting? They were they with signs? Were they yelling at people or were they praying? What were they doing? Right. And and I think that's important. And what did did they approach this alleged victim or did the, did the victim approach them? Because I think it, I mean that that's really important when you look at the law. What was what was your client's action? Um, were they responding yeah. to someone approaching them, or were they actually approaching someone who was an escort, bringing you know, uh, expecting mothers into the clinic? See, and and this is the thing: our our protagonist and his son were standing praying on the corner, well away from the entrance of the the. There's an abortion facility at this particular corner in Philadelphia. There's an abortion facility, and across the street, they set up a pregnancy help center. So they were on the, the corner of the street with the, the abortion facility, but the abortion facility gates are well down the block. They're standing there. The, the antagonist, the, the, uh, the alleged victim, approaches them, stands next to the son, and is harassing the son. Uh, and so that was, the, that was how the incident began. At that point... There is no uh, issue about restricting access to abortion, keeping folks from abortion clinics. You know, the, the the federal law on this is meant to deal with, in the old days, folks would have mass protests. They would have sit-ins in the abortion clinics, uh, you know, and, and they took their cue from the civil rights protesters in, in the you know, 50s right. and 60s. Yeah. So, right. and, and, and unfortunately, uh, instead of dealing with that the in, in a more, you know, in a different way, uh, you know, the, the Clinton administration had full control of the Congress. They were able to pass this act back in 94 uh, before the Republicans took over. And so they they federalized that action, made it a federal felony. Well, two people on a sidewalk praying. So, so you've got you've got, you know, Mark praying, his son praying next to him. Then the antagonist approaches. At that point, there is there is nothing about abortion uh, that is involved in this in this controversy, especially when both both Mark and our antagonist have been outside this clinic for years. Philly DA doesn't do anything. Local courts throw it out. And uh, so we figure, you know, our 
client figures, you know, look, we're, we're finished up. Uh, and we as his lawyers are going, well, the, you know, the matter's closed. Then a target letter is received. And so when, when you are, when you have someone under investigation by the federal government, they are supposed to issue a target letter in most circumstances. And uh, so the target letter says we're looking at, uh, you know, Mr. Houck for uh, violations of the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, called the FACE Act. And, and the letter itself says, hey, we'd like to speak to your attorney. So on our team, we have uh, incredible senior counsel, Matt Heffron, who was a 15-year federal prosecutor in Arizona, I mean, putting some of the worst people imaginable behind bars. So we got a hardened former federal prosecutor. He responds, and, and in the letter that he responds, he says two things. One, three years ago, just three years ago, Thomas More Society attorneys won a face case on similar facts in the Eastern District of Pennsylvania in 2019. Same sort of thing where there is a physical altercation on the sidewalk between an abortion escort and a pro-life sidewalk counselor, but it's not a face claim. So we said that. Number one, you've got no case here. There's no, there's no federal offense here. But number two, if you decide to indict regardless, we will present Mr. Houck in response to a summons, which is the standard way you do it in the federal system. So, and, and that was what we offered. The next we hear, and, and you know, we made phone calls, no response. The next we hear is we have your client in custody you know, three months later this past Friday. Unbelievable. And, and, wow. and that's when we get to this issue of the raid and the, um, it, it, it's a sort of thing. It was a little after seven o'clock in the morning, uh, Philadelphia time. And, you know, the, the, the family is, you know, you're just, just kind of getting up and there are, you know, pounding on the door, like they're going to break the door down, you know, open up, open up, you know, the standard stuff. And, uh, you know, Mr. Houck opens the door. You have numerous agents with guns pointed at Mr. Houck and into the house. Um, and you know, they, they take him into custody uh, with his wife looking on. Uh, the children are there, uh, you know, at the top of the staircase. And, and you know, the reports, uh, and I, I mean, I hate to use the word screaming, but I mean, the, the children were very, very frightened. Of course um, they and, were. Of course. And looking out on their lawn. So if you can look out their front door, they, they live in a more, a more uh, a rural area, a couple hours outside of Philadelphia. Um, and if you were to look out on their lawn, 15 law enforcement vehicles, agents in, in with riot shields, blast shields, helmets, long guns. Uh, I mean, the, the full compliment that you would send to a drug lord or a mafia don or Hunter's house. Or, or, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is, yeah, I'm sorry, but this is just so crazy. I just can't imagine what it must have been like for the wife, the kids and the dad. I mean, I just I'm in shock. And, and I have to tell you, as, as we I mean, you know, we, we've been at this Thomas More Society for about 25 years. I mean, we have never, ever uh, had a situation like this where they've sent this kind of force out uh, for one of our clients. And we've defended face cases under the Obama administration and, and you know, all of that. Um, and, and we are now, too, in other other jurisdictions. But it it was outrageous. And, and I have to tell you, uh, I, I'm so glad that members of Congress have stepped up. And but I will say I, I've had you know inquiries from congressional staff going, is there some reason why they sent those folks? Because they can't believe it themselves. And I'm going, no, no. I mean, you, you've got a a pillar of the community 
family man who who is a Catholic evangelist. I mean, who, who he, he's a very peaceful guy. Like there's, there's no there there. You know, everybody's waiting for, oh, well, we found out some terrible thing. And like, nope, nope, not really. No. I mean, what you see is what you get with, uh, with Mark and, and his, his beautiful wife, Ryan Marie, and their, their seven kiddos, just a pillar of the community. We'll have more of this conversation after this. Since the 1970s, working class Americans and U.S. investors who saved wealth in dollars have seen the dollar lose over 80% of its purchasing power. In contrast, investors who diversified their cash into gold saw gold appreciate over 5,000%. For Americans who invested $50,000 in gold when America left the gold standard in the 70s, their gold is worth more than $2.5 million today. While gold carries no guarantees and past performance does not equal future results, investors who do their own research will see that gold's performance over this time span is what gold has consistently done in the face of eroding paper currencies. For over 15 years, St. Joseph Partners has built its business with a singular focus on helping investors diversify their wealth and protect their families in physical gold and silver you hold in your hand. Don't let your hard-earned savings go unhedged. Call St. Joseph Partners or go to our joint website, kitchengold.net, not .com. That is kitchengold.net and protect your wealth. So, well, here's what I, I guess, and I didn't practice federal law as a state prosecutor, um, you know, but it begs the question, when is um, the SWAT team called up for an arrest? Because I would think a lot of people, you could just send an agent to the door and say, that's what we're going to bring you in, or allow him to present himself. She offered to do, right? She offered to do. But this idea that because, you know, you're going to arrest someone that you send the the SWAT team to your point as if you're going to arrest a drug lord. This is like one of the cartel members. El Chapo. Yeah, or MS, MS-13, you know, members. I would get that. But I mean, is this, is this standard procedure that the SWAT team goes out to a guy's house to arrest him who has offer to present himself if they're going to charge him? I mean, what's the procedure? Well, well, you can, I don't want to go too far down the road of it, but you can imagine how that situation could have gone very, very wrong. Very wrong. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, for heaven's sakes, uh, it, it just, I mean, it, it would, it put, it put the Hauk family in unnecessary danger. It, I mean, frankly, if, if, uh, in a different situation, it might have put, you know, put the agents in danger. Uh, and so, you know, again, I mean, you have an exceptionally peaceful man, so there was no, no risk there. Uh, but why would you send this group out? Uh, you know, we're still looking for answers. And I know uh, members of Congress have asked that of now of, uh, of the attorney general. In fact, there was just a letter yesterday afternoon, uh, Senator Grassley, you know, very well respected, sent a detailed letter. Uh, you know, with with some really pointed questions to the attorney general. And while uh, while obviously under the current administration or the current control of the House and Senate, you know, you're not going to see uh, you may not see action. Boy, if uh, if you put Senator Grassley back in the chairmanship uh, or in, in in some position where he can drive an investigation, I, I would expect to see one. Uh, it, Let's but, hope but he, so. Yeah. Let's hope so, because there's been 18 arson vandalism cases um, since Roe versus Wade, that Jane's Revenge, which is this pro-choice group, has actually taken responsibility for. I've never seen any charges against them. I've never seen uh, attacking, uh, yeah, uh, attacking pro-life centers. Yes, I've never seen the FBI go after them. I, we still don't know who the leaker is. 
um, on on the uh, oh, Dobbs decision at the exactly. Supreme Court. So it just seems like so one sided. And, and obviously they're trying to send a message. Is that is that the conclusion that your team has come to they're, that, that this? This is on purpose to send a message that you're on the wrong side of this administration, which means you're on the wrong side of the law, even though you might not have I might not have broken the law. Exactly. Well, it, it, so so here, here's what we found out on the day of the indictment. The press was being run out of Washington. So normally these are run out of each district. So wherever the prosecution occurred, the local U.S. attorney's office runs it. They run the media. The media on this was run out of Washington. And in one of the releases, it said that leading the case will be a senior trial attorney from the Department of Justice in Washington, D.C. That doesn't happen in a normal case like this. Uh, and so what what that made clear for us is, and, and then you look at the number of agents on scene, that could not have been approved or would not have been approved by a local U.S. attorney. That was something that came out of Washington, D.C. And you don't send that kind of response without people pretty high up knowing what's going on, signing off on it. I mean, it may have gotten to the attorney general. We don't know. It certainly would have been at the level of his top lieutenants to do something like this. And so that is where we're looking at it going. You can't draw any other conclusion, but that this raid and the force used was intended to send a message, whether it's to people of faith, pro-life folks, don't mess uh, with us. And so that is, uh, you know, that's the message. Certainly it's sending to just regular folks sitting there, you know, enjoying your morning coffee, wondering if you're going to have 28, you know, 20 federal agents banging your door down and dragging you out at gunpoint. My mom uh, has so, prayed in front yeah. of these kind of clinics so many times. And, you know, I, I mean, I just think could could that could that happen to anybody who goes outside to pray outside of a clinic? I mean, what's Biden, happening? Biden's America. It's, it's possible. Can I, just, here's what gets me, Peter. I'm like, OK. You have this altercation outside of a uh, an abortion clinic, not by the gates, by three men, the abortion activists, uh, the antagonist, uh, who's saying horrible things to you know the defendant's son. Which, by the way, I think any father, if their child was being confronted in this vicious, what I, and I, I'm happy we're not going to say it here, but I've read the reports of what was being said to the 12 year old child, right? And so the dad steps in and pushes this guy down. He falls down. I think he fell down. The response is the U.S. attorney for the United States of America <laughs> out of Washington, D.C., sends 20 plus federal agents with guns pointed at this guy's head to his home and arrests him and then puts him in sh what shackles. And he has a belly, a, a, a belly strap belly around chain. him, belly chain. And this is how he's treated when there was an altercation that didn't affect any woman's right to go into the clinic and have an abortion. This is what they do to him. This is, I mean, I, I mean, I, I can use profanity. This is insanity. It, it really, I, I have to say. So the the what was done. I mean, it, yeah, absolutely. It should shock every American. Whatever your position on abortion, it should shock. I, I mean, I am hoping that maybe, maybe they overplayed their hand. So they wanted to send out a show of force to show how much they, you know, that that they love abortion and what have you, uh, you know, from from the Biden administration. I am hoping that that more civilly civil libertarian minded folks on the left look at this and go, you know, I don't want to live in that country either. So maybe I, I am hoping for all of the the trauma that they put the Hauk family through, they put Mark through, 
that maybe a, a silver lining will come out of this where we get a consensus in this country that we are not going there. Like you crossed a line, get back over to the other side and cut it out. Um, that is really my, my significant hope. That, that's your hope. But do you really believe that will happen? Because I believe this was, first of all, a message to their base to say, listen, we, we're going to, as you said, we love abortion and we're going to make sure that we fight these people. Um, but I think the humiliation, the force, all of it was so intentional. And I don't, I do not think, I mean, the, the, there, there, there really are no more people on the left who are willing to stand up against this, these kinds of injustices and this, this kind of, you know, show of force against somebody who's peacefully protesting if it's on the other side. I just, I just don't think I've seen, you know, other than, you know, Bill Maher. Yeah. <laughs> who's the attorney um, that we have on Fox sometimes uh, Dershowitz. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Uh, I, I've not seen it. I mean, are, do, are you really that hopeful? I mean, are you I, I know you're saying that, but are you genuinely you genuinely think there are enough liberals out there who still are traditional liberals in the sense that you and I remember the classic liberals who, who see that this is not right? They're not going to talk about it because of the, you know, the fear that's been put into people's minds and hearts, you know, that they don't they don't speak out now. Uh, but I know enough. You know, folks and you know, I know people in the FBI and everything else, they, they don't they don't go in for this. And if we can ensure that there is is significant media coverage pushback. And I'll tell you, uh, some of the other media outlets are not covering this. So that's you know, that's the new tactic mm. on the left is just silence it. Uh, and so. Yes. But but, you know, it didn't uh, we, happen. We, yeah, right. It didn't happen. Couldn't have happened. You know, it was funny when 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 uh, Ryan Marie was quoted in one of the early media releases. Uh, you know, that's Mark's wife. Uh, she said there were 25 agents and the FBI said, whoa, 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 whoa. There were no more than 15 or 20. And you're sitting there going, <laughs> like, that's your defense? Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I and think they they're said, also trying to say that the guns weren't pointing at his head. Um, but, you know, they were sort of pointing it down. I mean, they're trying they're trying to backtrack this, but it's obvious. But what Peter, I, I think it's a really good point. And media attention around this is really important. And again, if you're the family, you you very well may not want to you know be involved in the media and tell the story. But it, it it is so important to make sure this doesn't happen again. That most Americans, good-minded Americans, to your point, understand that this is happening. Um, and I, I hope because when I was in Congress, I, I had this idea that you know what I don't want to treat the Democrats poorly because at one point I'll be in the minority and I don't want them to treat me poorly. And that may not have been the purest way to do things, but I'm like I I got to be concerned about how what I do can actually come back to haunt me later on. I think Democrats should look at this too to go, hey, if we use law enforcement like this for political purposes against Republicans, there could be a day that Republicans actually use this against us. And to your point, that's not an America that any of us want to live in. And, and I'll tell you, you know, the, I, I will say I, I do have reason for hope because during the Obama administration, they tried a similar tactic, although they were using civil face cases filed across the country and we were able to beat them in a very high profile case in Denver. Uh, another of our colleagues was able to beat them in a high profile case in Florida. And after those two significant losses, they backed down. And for we that was in about 20 between mm. 2010 and 2012. So second term Obama, we didn't have an issue with this because they we had, we beat them in a public way. And so what we are doing for Mark, we have hired the best criminal defense attorney in Philadelphia. He's one of the best in the country, frankly. 
um, you know, and he's not a, a cause person like me. So I've got my whole Thomas More Society team, you know, we're deploying to to assist. But uh, but we've hired the best. Uh, and we've set up a website, Defend Life Today. Uh, just, Good. I wanted I you to put that up there. Say yeah. say that again for, so, for our listeners. Yeah. DefendLifeToday.com. DefendLifeToday.com. And that way folks can help us. Because look, this is our way of dealing with this is, I mean, we've got some of the best lawyers in the country at Thomas More. I'll put our guys up against anybody. Yeah. But to have the finest criminal defense attorney in Philadelphia, you know, the guy that that when, when people have, you know, the you know, when, when the, when the stars get into trouble, like they call him, um, you know, having somebody like that and saying to sending a message, frankly, to the DOJ, we, we are not going to take this lying down and, you know, good luck finding someone who is as skilled as our guy in the courtroom in Philadelphia. You know, he, he speaks the language, which, you know, every, every, every town like that has mm-hmm. a different dialect, but he speaks, you know, he speaks Philadelphia, uh, you know, he speaks Philly. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. It's a very unique place. Uh, and I'm from Chicago. So I know of like, you know, you I, mm-hmm. don't send a stranger into Chicago. Don't send a stranger into Philly. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, we, that's what we're doing to respond. And so by using, you know, by using our defendlifetoday.com to be able to help, you know, fund that uh, strong defense, what I'm hoping is we, you know, as the Congress and others are trying to call, you know, call the U.S. attorney and, and the, the attorney general to account, uh, we can be beating them in the courtroom. There used to be a time when the ACLU did that, but yeah. now we have to have the Thomas More Society and other places um, defend. You you, you mentioned sure. you mentioned the contribution. This is this is not um, this is like a contribution a contribution page that people can go to. This is not a GoFundMe page because I imagine GoFundMe would not allow your page That's to go true. up. Right. No. No. Well, yeah. You actually you get a tax deduction for this one, so it's it's uh, it's really uh, uh, yeah. So we're, you know we're a five hundred one c three. So this is uh, yeah. It was it was kind of it was funny. Folks were saying, well, Thomas More Society. Because it's tough to spell because more is with one O. Uh, sometimes folks spell it with two, sometimes with one. So I just give them a different name. And uh, so it goes to a page that we've specially set up on our website that uh, that will you know, kind of tell you about the case. You can contribute to help, but it'll you know keep keep folks updated uh, specifically awesome. about this matter. Yeah, I mean, so important for conservatives um, to fight back. And 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 the Thomas More Society is is one of the ways that you can defend um, your civil rights, your, your liberties. And some, sometimes people don't want to lend their voice or their social media platform, but they can, they can give their dollars, uh, to those who are fighting on the front line. Uh, because, uh, I think to both your point, Peter and Rachel, it, this is, this is the new battleground. Um, and if we're going to defend America for the next generation, you got to win these kind of fights. So this family must know that they are like, I mean, they are on the forefront of probably one of the most important issues, I think, of our time. How are they doing? How are they handling? How are the kids? Yeah. How are the kids? But also, how are they handling just being at, you know, the tip of the spear here on this on this matter? Because I think all of us have kind of thought this was coming and now it's here. I'll tell you something Uh, since since Friday. And I, I can only speak for myself and kind of, you know, the other folks involved pretty much everything, you know, like I've been traveling around, we've been doing a lot of work. There were a lot of places where things could have gone sideways or just even little stuff would have, could have gone wrong and everything has fallen into place just right. Uh, so I, I think they, they are very faith filled people. Uh, and, and I think, you know, the, the good Lord is smiling on them right now for the suffering that they are undergoing. You know, they have, yes. uh, yeah, they've got seven kids from 13 down to two. Uh, so they are right in the thick of it uh, with with the little guys. And 
well, you know, the they, way... have, they, have, they have us yeah. beat Peter. That's impressive. <laughs> so we have nine, but seven it's from a... thirteen down to two. Wow, <laughs> yeah, it's a tight. Incredible. That's a that's a pretty uh, pretty quick Decent succession there. Yeah, yeah, right, all in a row. And um, uh, the way Ryan Marie puts it is, the older kids are able to process. Um, so imagine you know you are watching your father, the head of your family, being taken out of your home in handcuffs by your entire front lawn covered with agents guns at the whole nine yards uh, the older ones are, are able to process to some extent you know we're getting counseling uh, they're getting counseling and, and they're going to do more of it um the younger ones it's a problem and, and i've got i've got a four and a six-year-old i can't even imagine how you would no. even to explain it to them um, so that is uh, that's that's the situation they're facing right now uh, and that i mean look i, I gotta tell you i i we're talking, you know, now with with some really high powered senators and congressmen getting on this, I'm 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 heartened. I would love a day where Congress brings the attorney general in front of it and then ask the Halk family to come so that he can personally apologize to them uh, yes. for the harm that he and his administration uh, and his Department of Justice have done to them. Wait right there. We're going to have more of that conversation next. Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then Every Life is your solution. Every Life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Is it weird that he has said, Eric Merrick Garland has said nothing since this has happened? I mean, is that what you expected or should he have come out? You know, DOJ media has been very aggressive out of Washington. So, you know, the idea that the FBI is the, the idea that the FBI found it or DOJ found it important enough to correct 25 down to, well, 15 to 20. I mean, right. that is that is nitpicking of the level the federal government usually does not do. Uh, and so they are, I would imagine, you know, the media shop is certainly on high alert. Uh, and look, you know, this is the sort of thing, you know, the attorney general has now been asked uh, by a couple different sets of members of Congress to answer. And he's getting real particular questions that if I were him, I would not want to get. And oh, oh, by the way, this was the, an interesting thing. Senator Grassley's letter yesterday with I mean, 10 or so senators uh, along with him, it mentioned very specifically that the AG had put in place a, a, a force reduction policy. I'm, I'm not totally familiar with it and I haven't had time to research it, but apparently where they were trying to de-escalate, you know, this is the, this is the theme of the left was, well, we want to de-escalate these law enforcement situations. Right. Um, <laughs> and so this, yeah. this raid actually appears to violate the policy he just put into place a few months ago. Yeah, it, it, if, so, if, if, yeah. if that's de-escalation, I don't know what de-escalation well, de-escalation like. <laughs> for one um, ideology and then not <laughs> escalation if you're uh, run amok from the 
the the regime's uh, point of view. I think it's it's fascinating what's going on. Um, again, just really quickly wrap up for us why this should matter to all of our our listeners. And maybe they go, I don't I don't pray in front of abortion clinics or I don't. Just give us your summation of why this matters to everyday Americans, particularly if you're a conservative, and then tell us how they can help. Sure. And, and, you know, the way the way we do it, the way I look at it in these cases is pick the issue you care the most about that you are willing to go out and stand on a sidewalk or, or, or give money or what have you. Um, and and then insert that in the place of, say, abortion or pro-life. Why is it that that if if your issue, you know, folks might you know, you would be subject to some sort of law enforcement action for your stand on, again, whatever issue you care the most about. I mean, everything from animal rights to Ukraine to anything else. Well, if the federal government or state government can come after you because of your witness on that particular issue, your donations, we saw just like the Canadian truckers, what have you. Yeah. And send 20 agents or 25, however, whatever the actual number was to your door with heavily armed and drag you out. And then, then what we have to go and, you know, I mean, we've had to do a lot of work to, tr- you know, to come around Mark and his family. Um, so that is the sort of thing. It, it touches every American that once these lines get crossed, uh, you have to, you either, it's hard to uncross them. And so what we have to do is make a very vigorous, heavy public showing. This is not right. We're not going to take this so that the federal government and the folks inside it do kind of the same thing they did in the Obama administration when we faced a similar issue with this act back off. Um, and so let's we have to make them back off. You know, in politics, nothing moves unless pushed. And so we are pushing back strongly in the court through our, our legal efforts. Uh, you know, there's folks, uh, you know, the, the politicians, I'm, I'm, I'm loving loving what they're doing, too. Uh, it's very helpful. And so that's why we you know, again, this defendlifetoday.com is is really the way most folks can get involved because you can't be in the courtroom with us. Uh, right. But but you can certainly be supporting and and please do if you are the type that prays, go ahead and please pray for the Hauk family. Uh, you know, you pray for we. We'll, I'd be glad to get prayers too, even though I'm a lawyer. Um, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll be praying for, for you. Us. We appreciate we'll it. Yeah, because everything's working so far. Uh, you know, and and, and I think. I love I love your optimism. I mean, you talk about these letters that they're sending and they're so good. And I have to tell you, and Sean maybe feels differently than I do, but I just I'm so sick of the letters. I feel like it's like the letters get written and they don't respond to them. And like Merrick Garland has. I know they're supposed to do them. I know that there's a process. But and I, maybe we just have to wait till midterms. Yeah, because they can't do they can't do anything know, but write but letters. It's so now, frustrating. They can't have it's so out of control. Like I can't believe that the world's not on fire with this. Like I think this is so. This is the most important thing because just think, Peter. They started with calling parents who were opposed to CRT and 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 transgender ideology and drag shows in their kids' schools. They called them domestic terrorists. And everything has just kept escalating and escalating. It's like this slow boil. And here we are. This is something I never thought would happen in America. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? So one of the, you know, you, you just mentioned it, altercation at a school board. And all of a sudden you get 20 federal agents outside your house dragging you away to charge you with something that is not a federal crime. Uh, and, and, Which means yeah, people I, won't go to school board meetings. And and then they want people to not go in and pray or, or protest in front of abortion clinics. They're, it's. They're trying to scare us. I, I, you know what? I'll say this. I, I do fully, as a former politician myself, uh, the letters 
you send a lot of letters and they aren't necessarily, uh, they don't necessarily mean anything in this particular case, I'm reading these letters and they are, they are well-crafted, uh, and they are particular. Glad to hear that. Yes. This, these actually, I think are landing with some, some force behind them, uh, in a way that the normal letter might not. Well, uh, Peter, I agree with you. Not, not because the letter does anything, but let's Merrick Garland know that, Hey, listen, there's a, a, a midterm set of elections coming in the first uh, week of November, November 8th. And by the way, when we take power, you're one of the first guys we're calling in and we are going to hold you to account. That's the kind of force that's behind those letters. And that will happen with both in the House and in the Senate. And to your point, well-crafted letters mean there's a lot of thought going into this, Peter, and how they're going to go after Merrick Garland for his abuse of power. And I think that's important uh, because sometimes... I was in Congress. You can you can kind of whip slap some letters together and send them out. It appears that this is not what was done. But what happens even when he gets this into is, the hearing? This though, is well, listen, when he gets into the hearing and we see them being grilled. Then what happens? Because it goes back to an original point that Peter was talking about. The left, the media on the left is not covering this. They want to hide it. They want to they want to put us in fear. And they don't want to actually talk about the story. And the job here is to make sure everyone knows what what the Joe Biden DOJ under Merrick Garland is doing to Americans, to pro-lifers, to speech, to freedom, to parents, to Peter Navarro, to Donald Trump. We have to talk about it. And, and it's all facets. It's, the, it's, it's what I think what you're doing, Peter, with the Hulk family um, and the lawsuit. It's what members of Congress are doing. It's podcasts and, and TV networks. But then it's also those hearings are going to be important because it's hard for the left and the media to ignore those hearings yeah. and what actually happened. Yeah, especially if he brings in and the that's house, when house people family and become enraged yeah. by, by again, a, a dad of seven kids, Peter, I mean, yeah. guns pointed at his head with 15 or 20 agents, 15 cars. I mean, I think most Americans are like, what the, what is going on? And I think that's the power is the, this story is a powerful story it and is. and we're grateful, Peter, that you're telling it, that you're part of the team that you're given uh, your God-given resources and skills to to help the family Talent. out. We're grateful for that. Yeah, and, and I, I'm I'm honored. You guys, uh, you know, wanted to bring me on to do a long form to really explain this to folks. You know, we, this is the first one we've done. Uh, so first long form, real uh, you know, interview directly about the situation. So uh, great to be on uh, you guys' podcast, which my wife loves. And I listen to it as much as I can, but she listens much more religiously than I do. <laughs> we, oh, that's so we, nice. we we appreciate that. And when we get better. And uh, we're because we're not that far away from uh, the 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 Philly area. We'll have to have our actual cup of coffee. Well, he's. In, are you in Chicago? You're in Chicago. Yeah, Peter? I'm in Chicago. Yeah, right. in Chicago. Our daughter went to Chicago, the University of Chicago. Um, we tried to get her out quickly. It was it's, it's devolving <laughs> there. That's but that's maybe a different podcast. Can Peter. I just say before before we yeah. go before we go because this is something I want to bring up. On the same weekend that this happened, um, there was amazing footage coming out of Philadelphia of you know. Tons of kids, young people storming a what do they call it? A Wawa, Wawa. Yeah. Um, and, and stealing. And so there, this is a city that has real crime and real this problems. is what real problems. And this is what they're going after. And this is what the DOJ is focused on when we have, you know, terrorists coming across the border and everything else. I think that this is an amazing story. We hope we're bringing shining a little bit of light on this and helping people realize I think this might be the most important um, story 
right now in America. It, it, it is. So listen, Peter, thank you for joining us. Thanks for your good work. Um, stay safe in Chicago, too. Uh, it's a dangerous place as well. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, that's that's another podcast. Yeah. And, when, and, when, and when the time comes, just go a little further to the north and spend a lot of that hard-earned cash up in Wisconsin to help our economy out. We, we always appreciate that. Man, I, I love the, the beer, brats, and cheese. Yes. There so we go. We beautiful a, man, a man after my own heart. Right. Uh, well, Peter, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you being at our kitchen table. And again, thank you for your good work and hello to your family and to your wife. Absolutely. Great. One last time. Tell us, tell our listeners how they can help out. Right. Defendlifetoday.com. You can get updates and then uh, help out if you can. Awesome. Thank you. Can't Peter think Bain, of a better cause. Thank people. you so much. And if you like this podcast, uh, you can rate, review, subscribe uh, to you from the kitchen table, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and give us that great rating. Um, we appreciate you joining yeah. us uh, for the second day in a row. And, and usually this was just our, our day to go kind of our, ourselves back and forth on a topic no, we, we pick. Like but we when I, I called, we had I was at dinner last night. I called Peter um, and he, he took my phone call and said, yep, I'll, I'll come on tomorrow uh, and do the podcast. So we're grateful to Peter Thank for you. Uh, his, his effort. All right. Um, all right. You guys have a good one. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.